we go, we just, folks. We can't. We just. We need to stop taking every game. <laughs> yeah, you do, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't help myself. So we talked about it last week. How sometimes we try to outprice ourselves for these gigs. Yeah, uh, these private gigs, and sometimes it 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 bites you in the ass. They'll go absolutely. We'll pay you. Uh, $600 for a half an hour. And you're yeah. like, God damn it. I thought you'd say no. Yeah. It's so tough to pass it up. Cause I'm just like, that's rent. Yeah. That's most of my rent is like what I is like. And that's literally when I was doing that birthday party, that was what I was thinking the entire time. I was like, I am paying my rent right now. <laughs> this is, I am paying my rent right now fucking but i've always done it man i'll like i mean even when i started and it wasn't paid i was just i thought all stage time was good stage time so i took everything i would just open a work with bands i would do no money like you oh, still yeah. do yeah but it's like now there's money involved like now i will say no if it's free oh no that's 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 your cutoff if, if it's nothing no, no money. Oh, it's nothing. You can go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. I, like I'm like, yeah, there's no, there's no. There's got to be a few. So there's no show, local shows that I guess not. I don't think there's any more local shows that you would want to do where you're willing to do it for free, huh? I mean, I'll, th- I'll do like unpaid local shows where it's like it's at a venue, but I'm not gonna like. There's a couple spots that are like, hey, we do this and it's it's not paid, but we have a band go up and then you go up, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Okay. I'm getting nothing out of this. It's not even an opportunity for me to sell merch. So it's like, what's the fucking What's the point? Like, I'll do an unpaid spot in town, uh, but a lot of the spots in town now outside of like, um, like, like uh, Capital Laughs has some paying spots now. If you get the 10 minute spot. Damn. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. So if you get the 10 minute uh, spot, like uh, it pays a little bit. Um, the underground, like the weekly mics, they don't pay because they're mics, obviously. In the re- but, but for the most part, there's like these guys rails comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all their shows pay. Like it's eight, it's eight bucks for an eight minute spot, but I'm like, all right, that pays for my gas, like eight dollars, like that's my gas to and from, and and then they do a tip, like a a tip cut with the comedians, which is like cool if you got a good turnout. Like I did a show that for them that didn't have any, like had like four people there, but it was fun. Those four people did tip, so I literally like I made enough, I made enough to get my gas to this to the city and pay for my. Uh, dinner at McDonald's afterwards, so it's like you I look can't at, beat that. Yeah, yeah, you really can't. So because my other option was I was not going to do shit. So right, yeah, I, you, that that's true. It's just like uh, I could go home and just go home, or do a few minutes and maybe get ten bucks and like you said, put a little money in the gas tank and yes, and and feed yourself. Yeah, I mean it really it does add up. And I know last week we talked about like getting seventeen dollar checks and all that kind of shit, but honestly. Any 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 money helps, and that's what I have to look at it as is just like it's it, especially if it's like a weekday show, like if it's a Monday, Tuesday, or a Wednesday, and you're getting a little cash for spots. It's like okay, this is this makes me feel like I'm breaking. It makes me feel like I'm not losing money doing open mics, right? And then on the Thursday through through Saturdays, it's like all right, now I got to try to fucking make some cash. Yeah. Man, I was so spoiled for years because, you know, I was on active duty and I had way more disposable income. Dude. I used to just drive. Like when I first started, I would just drive places, get hotels just to do guest spots. I mean, just for the experience. Yeah. Dude, when I was teaching, even though I wasn't making a ton of money, it was like 
all of my disposable income was just going to comedy. So I didn't feel like I was losing my ass. I was still saving a little bit of money. It was like, cool. Like, yeah, it's like I can I can afford to drive however long for no money just to make some connections. Because it's just like, what would I, because I looked at it like this, is it's like the people that have day jobs and are like, I'm not driving three hours to do an open mic and do so. I look yeah. at it like this. It's like, what were you going to do instead? Were you going to go to the movies? Because if you go to the movies, that's $35 right there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so what are you, I'm treating this like this is my, I would use my entertainment budget on getting to do shows. Like, that's how I would look at it. Like the things I, like if, I, I would have gone dude, bowling tonight. That's so true. That's, that's what happens, dude. We end up spending money on the things we enjoy chasing this dream. Yeah. And you lose touch with the things you enjoy because you kind of start to see it as a waste of time. Like yeah. as much as I love the NBA and all this kind of stuff, I would go, why would I sit here and watch these dudes play yep. basketball for two hours? Yeah. What am I getting out of this? I, yeah. I was like, I can just go to a mic. Fuck yeah. this. It's great, man. And that, and that is the, but that is the one good thing about, uh, not the one good thing. Cause last season was very good for being a Suns fan, but the best part of being a Suns fan during comedy is, uh, I'm on the East Coast, so like all my team's games start at like 10 p.m. Oh yeah, so it's like the mics are over, dude. There, I, there was one night where like I bombed like three shows in a row up here, and I got home at 11:30, and they were in the second quarter of the Suns game, and I got to just watch the Suns win a game and just be like, yeah, I'm like this is awesome. Like I'm just eating yeah, McDonald's. Yep, You're, that's very true, man. You get home about that time, it, there might be three or four minutes, maybe five minutes. Left in the first half. Yep. So you can spend the halftime seeing what the rest of the teams did on yeah. the halftime show, and then I get the whole second half because I'm because I, I root for a team on the West Coast. Yeah, dude. So dude, that is how I spend my evenings. It's just like I get home late enough to see the second half of a West Coast game. <laughs> it, it is because it's like all right, you get home, you put the game on real quick. You go, okay, it's five minutes left. And you maybe make something to eat. You kind of get your bearings in the house. You can change clothes and, you know, just kind of relax. And then yeah. it's halftime. It's like, all right, now I'm going to make some dinner. Yeah. You can roll, you can roll a joint. Well, just whatever you want to do. Just relax. And then if you can chill and then boom, the second half hits. It's about 1130. You know, your, your wife and kid are asleep. And it's just like, yeah. all right, now I can settle into uh, tweeting awful shit and watching this game. Yeah, I can just relax and like I'll, yeah. dude. I'm so boring now because I'll do shows and I'll come home and then I'll just be. It'll be like whatever sporting event is on, and then I'm eating fast food and I'm playing like a puzzle game on my laptop. Like I'm just playing like Bejeweled. Like I've, dude, I've been playing this game that I get with Apple Arcade. That's literally just like you're a zookeeper. And you just build in your zoo and you're doing these puzzle things. And I was like, this shit is fucking stupid. And I cannot stop playing it. It is awesome. You know what? I have the Apple Arcade. I need to, uh, I think. There's I some pretty good games on it, man. You can get them on. The cool thing is, it's like you get them on your phone, your laptop, your iPad. And there's some pretty fun ones. They have 2K on it. I know. I always see that, man. And I'm like, should I try? But I, I just don't. I'm, I'm on my phone enough. Yeah. But you know what? I think I would rather probably play a video game than be on social media. Dude, it's oh, dude, it has saved my life just being you're at a show and you're not up for an hour and you can just be like, all right, well, I'm literally gonna play 2K on my phone for an hour while while until it's my time to go up. Because if not, I'm gonna be scrolling through Instagram or I'm gonna be scrolling through Facebook and Twitter. Or Twitter, and yeah, I know, and then get mad. Yeah, I know, you're right. 
You're right. And with that, we're back, everybody. Welcome Ooh. back to another episode of Host Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Allen, with my man and co-host, Winston Hodges. Damn, yeah, man. Uh, Eight-minute cold open. Nice. Not bad. Before we tell your story, man, now, I don't know if I'm saying this dude's name name right. Is it Adam Levine or Adam Levine? Levine. Levine. Did you see the news story about him? No. All right. So apparently, I want to say a few days ago, he was at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. He was performing, and some ladies jumped up on stage and grabbed him, and he, he kind of made a face like, ugh, like, what are you doing? And the video was posted online. And, of course, a lot of his uh, female fans got really upset about it, saying that he needed to be more humble and how dare he uh, do that. And, you know, Jesus if it wasn't Christ. for your fans, this, that, and the third. And, look, I'm all for equal treatment. I'm all for fe- people being feminist. That- that's completely fine. Do what the fuck you want to do. But I'll say this. This is the type of shit that makes me mad. Okay. It's just like all these fucking white woke feminist chicks are always talking about um, – consent and not and not touching people and keeping your hands to yourself and now here here we are shoe on the other foot and they're yelling at this guy because yeah. he, he goes look i love my fans but like this isn't cool yeah now all of a sudden they're just like oh you should show more appreciation and just because people are doing this that doesn't mean that they're that it, their reason for touching you doesn't matter Agreed. keep your fucking hands to yourself Dude, how many times have you? Because it's happened. It's happened to me, and I've done. How many times have you just done where like you can? There's female like drunk women after a comedy show just trying to touch all over you while like taking pictures and shit, man. It, yeah, it happens a lot, man. Yeah, it's part like it sucks that it's like part of. Like, dude, when I when I opened and hosted for um, Chris Farley's brother Kevin Farley, whatever at the in Fredericksburg a few years ago, I was just like. She's like, we want a picture with all the comedians. And they were like, wouldn't it be funny if we grabbed y'all's dicks in the picture? And we're like, what? And then they go to take the picture. And then literally, like, the one lady grabs Kevin's uh, dick. And the other lady, like, grabs mine. And they take the picture. And then they just leave. And it's like, I just got my dick fucking grabbed. Like, uh, and they're like, it's the comedians. It's funny. It just, I don't know. I, I, I agree. It's it's funny to me too because if 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 for some reason this ever got clipped out, just watching, just these feminists roll their eyes and suck their teeth about us co- complaining about people touching them. Yeah. Just just the irony in that is is funny to me. Yeah, because we also agree that people shouldn't be touching you, lady. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Keep like your agree. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we agree that people should not be touching other people. Yeah. Like you are, you are absolutely correct. You shouldn't be touching all these women at shows or whatever. But guess what? It's also not okay to grab the comedian's dick, no it's matter not. how funny right. you think it is. Yeah, dude, I, I love doing this to like feminist man, just bringing up this kind of because they get so mad. And then when you when you tell them how much they kind of like they're like those uh, Trump supporters that they hate, hate where it. like it's it, like for like like for these right wing people, it's always like um, when you watch a police video, hey, you need to comply. But then when they're doing some shit, it's just like, well, actually, that's not really a law and I don't yeah. have to comply with shit. And it's just like you're doing the same thing when it comes to this subject. You're telling everybody else, hey, keep your hands to yourself. But then you see a woman that looks like you who you believe has the same uh, 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 political views as you do. When they yep. do this kind of shit, all of a sudden you're making excuses for them. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying, if you're a white feminist and you're OK, this shit, you're really. Just as bad as Trump people that you hate. <laughs> so keep that in mind. 
Yeah, that'll make them feel great. Yeah. And yelling at me is white supremacy. So you can't even yes, yell at me. Yes, it is. That's dude. This Chappelle shit. That's what's funny about the Chappelle thing to me too, because all of these people that were like BLM, Black Lives Matter, you know, down what the patriarchy and white supremacy and and white privilege is 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 wrong and bad. These are the same women that that are out there marching and protesting against Dave. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I think is fascinating is it's just like what what is lost is it's just like it's almost like everybody on Earth has fucked up and problematic opinions and has made mistakes. And it's almost like we should forgive people for those mistakes. I know. Right. It's like exactly. It's like, why do we need to go through the planet person by person to find out that none of us are perfect? Yeah. We all fucking suck. You all like. Yeah. It's like all. A lot of those BLM people are fucking actually racist, and they don't really believe the things they believe. Dave has some pretty fucked up opinions about trans people. And it's like, guess what? You could just agree, like, man, that's fucked up. Let's try to educate each other, as opposed to being like, let's fucking get this guy's shit off Netflix. Yeah. Or like, oh, let's tell these uh, women to go fuck themselves. It's yeah, uh, exactly. Everybody fucks up, man. Right. Everybody's got skeletons in their fucking closet. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I don't, I don't fuck with the Hodge twins, but I don't tell people that they shouldn't have a show yep, or that agreed. they should, they should be kicked off of Twitter. It's just like, hey, man, I don't really fuck with them, and like, don't, don't send me their shit. Yeah, you know, and it, and it's not to say I can't laugh at fucked up shit, but when I really truly feel like you're saying this shit to appease a bunch of white people, I, I can't, I yeah, can't fuck a, with there's you. There's a, there's a word for for what they're doing. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's with spoon. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it. There's a, but there's a, there's a word that I've heard uh, them referred to as. <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't think that all black Republicans are coons or cooning. I, I don't either. But I just think there are certain behaviors that you you get involved in. Now you may even really feel that way. Yeah. But to me, as a black person, there's just certain opinions about my people that I will not share with a group of white people. If I'm yeah. being honest, yeah, I, I, I just it's, it's just I, I feel sometimes I feel like it's it's too sensitive of a topic. It's too nuanced. There's a lot more going on, and 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 for a lot of white people, they're not gonna get all those different um, little nuances. And you know, they just want to hear like, oh yeah, black people commit crime, or like, yep, they did this. They're they're bad fathers. They just want to hear that shit. Yeah, which you is know, like that's, not... right. Exactly. Any anytime something happens. That's what people do. And I have, I have, I will say, I have friends that are fans of Candace Owen and them. And I tell them, like, yo, you Candace only- Owens is a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. It's like you, you <laughs> run to those people when something happens just so you feel good about your opinion. You yeah. want to find a black person that feel, that thinks the way you do and you go, oh, whoo, okay. If they feel that way, then it can't be fucked up. And yeah. They're just like, it's like pacifying racist, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's all just it like, is. It's people that, that don't want to grapple with, it, and and I think there's so many reasons why uh, all this stuff is like this, but it's just like it's there's so many white people that are afraid to admit that they've either been racist or used to be racist or have racist thoughts because they're afraid that that means that they're a terrible person that instead of owning up to it and being like, oh, man, I did that. That's fucked up and changing because they're afraid there is no. I think a lot of people are afraid there is no path to change in general. So it's better to just double down and then just be like, yeah, this person agrees with me. Like, these black yeah. people agree with me. Right. I don't and, need to. See, I'm not a racist. Right. Just exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, dude, change change is hard. It's long. Yeah. And it, 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 it doesn't take um, it takes a long time. 
Yeah. And it also, especially when we're talking about this, a subject like this, you're talking about people who, if they admit it, they have to tear down beliefs that they've had their, yeah. their entire life. And it's life. hard. And it's That's hard. That's hard, man. To go, man, you know what? I was lied to. I was duped. Or to admit that the a way that you thought or felt was wrong your entire life, it's, it's hard to deal I, with. Dude, and I had to do that being born and raised in, like, the rural south and, like, not even – from my parents just like culturally like what i learned in school yeah. and the people Same with who, my homophobia man yeah who my friends were and it was just like man it's just like like as i remember all like growing up and just being at school and people being like well you know there's black people and then there's you know basically like the chris just a chris rock bet yeah you, know what I mean? you start just to like, believe that yeah yeah okay and and it was always passed off just the, like the way i heard it was like that and i was and i remember people being like isn't that racist and then someone being like well it's just like how there's white people and white trash it's just different, and it's just like, oh, okay, that makes right. That you makes start sense. to just you start to justify that shit in your in your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's just wild, man. And my thing too is watching other comics like attack him online. And the thing is, it's like I was finally honest on my part podcast where I was like, you know what, it wasn't my favorite special. And, I think it's his worst special. Yeah, and it's just like he's so good. It's just like. Move the fuck on, man. But at the same time, that's something that he's dealing with in his life. Yep. That's something. So I'm like, who am I to tell that dude he can't talk about it? Yeah. Just, just some of those punchlines. I mean, I just didn't expect that from him. Just because he's he's so dope. Like, oh, Mike Pence is gay. It's like, come on, man. That's, oh, it's so hacky, how, how old dude. is that? Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. So that's what I thought as I was watching it. And and and, and what I was like, I was like, damn, man. Like, uh, I think he's, you know, he's one of my favorites of all time. I've loved pretty much. Every special he's yeah. released up until this one. And then this one, I'm just like, this is a to me, it is just not funny. It's not my cup of tea. There's stuff in there that I think's funny. Um, but in general, I think it's his worst special. And but I'm also like, really, you're trying to like he, he can talk about whatever the fuck he wants to talk he's about. He's earned that, yeah. Yeah. Right. He's, and he's I think he's very it. smart. Yeah. And he's also killing in the room. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's right. like at a certain point, it's like he's fucking destroying in front of the people that are coming to see him. So he doesn't give a fuck if you don't like it. Now, I do. I had to ask myself a very serious question. We just talked about the Hodge twins and what, and what the fuck they do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they'll make they made jokes about Amar, Ahmaud Arbery, like the dude who got fucking basically killed in cold blood. That's the guy that um was like they was walking by the construction house. Yeah, right? he was walking, then, like, jogging or whatever. He went and then in jogging. To, okay. Yeah. He was jogging or walking. Whatever. Either 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 case. He went into this structure, looked around, and they decided to chase him. And they ended up killing him. And you know, they made some jokes about it. And I a friend of mine sent it to me. I was like, yo, don't send me this shit, man. Yeah, shit's not funny, man. Yeah. Now I had to ask myself that. Am I being sensitive? Because yeah. am I am I being sensitive? Yeah, but who cares? But here's the problem: is there's nothing wrong with being sensitive, right? Like there's nothing wrong. Like there's things that I'm sensitive about. Like I don't use the R word on stage or off stage. I'm sensitive to that because I taught at a school for autism, and I can be like, if people ask me their opinions on jokes and they're using that word, I'll be like, I wouldn't use that word on stage. But I, that's where it stops for me. My sensitivity stops at like I don't enjoy this joke really. I'm not really going to pay attention to it. 
Like it's not really my cup of cup of tea. Like this makes me feel uncomfortable, but I'm not stopping anyone from doing right. their, their act. Right. To me, that's where the sensitivity stops. You did the right thing, which is like, Hey, I'm sensitive to this issue. A black man was killed in cold blood and it's happening all the time. I don't want to see fucking jokes about it. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be fair, I don't want to hear jokes about it from the Hodge twins. Yeah, that's fair. Now, if somebody else had a great, I will say this: if if they actually, if someone sent me something, they would go, "Hey, they did this bit about Amara Arbery. It's actually funny." Yeah. Now, as a as a comic, if I could go, "Damn, that was creative." That the yeah. wordplay, like if there if it was a well crafted joke, I would go, "Damn, that's fucked up." Yeah. But as a comic, I think that's funny. Yep, and I'm the and I'm the same way, man. Because there's definitely heard like Shane Gillis has a joke about the Special Olympics that I think is a very great joke. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's talking about the issue, but not being like an asshole about it. But I'm just someone that's like, I have things that I'm more, so everyone has their own line, right? Like I think in comedy, there shouldn't be a line about what you can and can't talk about, but, I feel the I, same way, yeah. but every audience and every audience member has a right to being like, this is my line. I don't want to watch this. And so to, to me, I don't think heckling's ever okay, but I, perfectly respect when like someone does a joke and then someone in the audience is like this isn't for me and then they get up and they leave that's yeah. the way i think it should be handled dude i've seen someone get up and leave a show that was a showcase and i thought they were gone for the whole show and they literally just walked out during that person's set and then they came back in and sat back down i'm like that's awesome yeah that's there you, you go <laughs> right yeah so i, I mean I, I had to ask myself am i being hypocritical am i being a piece of shit yeah so I, I am, I no, guess, I guess to to not, a, maybe to a, to a, a degree. I don't, but well, here's oh. the thing: you're not because you're not stopping them from making the jokes. You're deciding you don't want to hear them. Yeah, from from that, honestly, yeah, from from those people, because I really truly feel like they're what they do. It's really not about comedy. It's really no. just appeasing a certain group of people with yeah. a certain point of view. But that's not hypocritical. You're not but, trying to keep them from having a platform. You're not deplatforming right. people or trying to cancel them. You're just like, I hate this shit. It sucks. Yeah. But I, I, but I also, I can't get mad because there are people here. Let me ask you this. Do you really feel like there are people who truly think that the Hosh twins are funny? Those jokes are funny or they're just laughing at it because it's a black dude, black dudes making light of, shit happening to black people i mean i i think it's a i think it's a mix of both but i, I but I, I i think that you probably have a mix of people that are laughing because they think that type of comedy is funny like they just like laughing Dar like yeah, really, they like, really, yeah right yeah and then i also just think that you probably do have some people that even if it's not consciously done it's subconscious of where it's just like i want my opinions backed by someone who's of a different group so i don't feel like such a shitty person like it's I think it's I think it's a mix of people that watch them because I think it's funny. And it's a mix of people that watch it because they really need a black dude to co-sign on their opinions right. and feelings. Yeah. So that's that's where I was kind of I was caught in the headspace like, man, am I being am I being shitty? Am I am I holding a double standard? But I had to really sit down and really think about it all the way through. Why don't I like to hear shit from them? And I have to give people who don't like Dave that same benefit. I, I agree. And people, because you're like, you know what? Maybe they truly feel like he's trying to hurt people. Yeah. I don't really think he is. Yeah. But there but there are people who really don't think they like the hospital. They're not really trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. So they're just, all right. Yeah. But, but I don't think it's a double. So to me, it would be a double standard is if you were like comics, you able to say whatever. And then you were someone 
if you were actively trying to get their shit taken off the internet, you know what I mean? Like the deplatforming is where I have issues with it. Like where, like I don't like the Hodge twins at all. I don't really agree with what they say. I think they're pretty hacky and annoying. Um, and I agree. I do think that it's a lot of like, it's just not my style of what I like, but I'm not ever going to be like, Hey, I hope their YouTube channel gets strikes and they're taken off forever. Like, I'm not going to report people that share their shit. I'm just going to be like, all right, I don't fuck with this. It's not very good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I don't think they're good comics at all. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, but yeah the Dave stuff's fucking. It's yeah, crazy, so man. It's, it is. It's, it's crazy to have a dude that I love and respect release a special that has things on it that I do not agree with, and it's also not brilliantly funny. And then I'm just in a position as a comic of where it's just like, all right, well, I I still have to defend Dave, but like, fuck, you couldn't put out a better special for me to defend. Like, this yeah. is it. It's not like, his best work, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like, why, man, I sure do wish that, like, you, I wish that he had gotten this pushback after, I don't know, killing him softly. That would be easy to defend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I also feel, yeah, I, I, but I also feel like I don't really have to defend him. To, you know, I, I know like, what you're saying, because I, I know what you mean, though. I don't know. I feel like I have to when people say stuff and it's like directed. I feel like if I'm in a room and people are having a conversation about it, I can't stay silent about it. That's true. Like I can't because I feel like my silence is like co-signing on on yeah. them trying to get his special off Netflix, which I don't yeah. agree with. And I will say here's something that I have turned a full 180 on. Oh, boy. And like so I will admit that I was wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with putting content and trigger warnings before comedy specials and performances i used to think i used to think trigger warnings are like you bunch of pussies like you want a trigger warning you can't handle this i thoroughly think that like every like that sounds like the best way to cultivate an audience is to be like hey this is what we're talking about this is what's going to be talked about and then you you mean as far as like hey we're going to talk trans we're going to talk gay this dude like i'm going to talk dude if they put that at the beginning of Chappelle's special how can you even be upset at it like it, you know what I mean? You like, still it's just, can be, yeah, but uh, but like, but, but I'm saying, like, how, but like, you, to me, you lose your because there's people that are just like, I didn't know it was going to be like that, and it's like, all right, well, if before, dude, I would gladly, I get, I get what you're saying, I, I understand what you're saying because at that point, it's just like, hey, look, you read it, you agreed yeah. to it, yeah, I don't want to hear it, yeah, you, you, yeah, it's like, it's you, you, you looked down the barrel, we told yeah. you that's where the bullets come from. And you and you look down it, and you and, still put your eyeball up to it. Yeah, and, and you pulled mad. the trigger. Yeah. So it's like, and, and I think I don't know, man. Like, cause it's just the type of thing where like, cause I used to just be like, oh, people are pussies, whatever. Like my first year in comedy, and now I'm just like, man, like, if I was headlining a show, and it would just be so nice to just be like, hey, there's the this, there's gonna be talking about sex and race and religion and trans like where these topics will be broached but then it won't even but i feel like it'll have to become even more explicit like what do you mean trans it's just like are you going to be are we going to be giving away uh points of view at that point where, well no that- i like i i feel like um for the net for the netflix special um like when it's something like that i think it's less about points of view and more like I think it's just more like topics. Like that's what I want. Like uh, abuse. You know what I mean? Like the because to me it's not like when people are upset about it. It's just like they're feeling triggered just because someone is even talking about like abuse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's just like just the thought of it. So someone could just be like, "Oh, I'm you know I'm not in the mood for this." And if they go in and they're just like, 
they're like, oh, I can handle this. And then and then you can have the discussion of like, oh, I just thought that was a bad joke as right. opposed to being upset about the subject matter itself or being or being triggered by it. That makes sense, man. I just I hear that and I just feel like people will still find a way to complain. Yeah. Oh, Umar just texted me. It's funny we were talking about this because uh, and uh, I, I spoke to Mark about it a couple of weeks ago, but I guess it's been it's official. They're yeah. they're moving back all the specials that they just did on Netflix. Really? So, like, so Normans and and Brian Simpson and Janelle James, all the people that I just went and saw, they're pushing it back because of this. Really? Just because of the pushback? Yep. That's fucking. That's unreal. Yeah, man. That that legitimately blows my mind. I um. I just maybe maybe that I mean maybe they just they killed maybe it's gonna kill Netflix comedy for Netflix, I mean but honestly man, if you do it on YouTube what can what can people really say? Yeah, I don't know. Like YouTube can like give you strikes and like take your shit down, but I agree. What can, but they, here's, can they fucking say? But here's my I, I'm maybe I'm just dumb. Like like all these like take take like a um a a um. To say a Theo Vaughn level, yes. Like you hear a guy on that, and I'm not saying him, but a guy on that level go, "Oh, they're taking my shit down. They're doing this to me." My thing is, it's like you don't even need. Do you really need YouTube? It, nope. That's, I guess you don't. That's that, that's what I, I maybe like. I said maybe I'm just dumb. I don't get it. But like to me, it's just like if you're so big, I would just take my shit off of uh, YouTube and Vimeo, and just I would just yeah. post it myself anyway. Hey, this yeah. is all my stuff. So I think part of the problem then becomes like not so for I think a lot of people view like, oh, if you're taken off of YouTube, I think it's a sign to other places that could host your stuff like we like how when Trump got kicked off Twitter and then what was the name of the right wing Twitter Parler, thing? Parler. Parler. And then it got to the point where they were like people wouldn't even host them because after like one thing was like, hey, we're not going to host you. And then no other like server would host them so parlor just disappeared and you i'm can't not saying buy your own server that's what i understand you can't buy your own server i, I think the cost of that is just so prohibit i i really don't because i think if they could have they would have like they they had trump behind them and they had all these people you know what i mean like i feel yes. like there was a lot of right-wing dollars that could have done that if it was and it was just like no you just can't they're not they're not innovative man but to yeah. be honest I was thinking about this the other day, like, and I'm not saying they're all like this, but most right wing, like conservative people, they're not creative. They yeah. don't, they don't think outside the box. And I honestly, agree. a lot of them, I was thinking too, like, their idea of freedom is very, very limited. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I they, agree. They, it's just like their idea of a great life. It's like I have a factory job. Yeah, I have. You know, it's just like it's it's nothing out of the ordinary. I think for them, like. Really, freedom is is owning their own business. I think that's the yeah. ultimate freedom for it's, it's just not having a boss. Business. That's right? it. Like yeah. it's like and and I agree, not having a boss is fucking dope. But I I, but I think that there's do. other there's of there's other levels to like freedom. Yeah, it's just like okay, you don't have a boss, but now you you working for yourself. You're gonna be working a lot. Yeah. There, there's a trade-off. It's like, oh, oh, okay, you own your own company. Cool, you can sleep in till ten, but you're not getting home till midnight. Yeah. One, yeah, ten. Yeah. Exactly. You're working twelve-hour so, days, yeah. right? You're you're working a shit ton of hours. 
And yep. a lot of times you, you're not making a lot of money at all and everything falls on you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about this. It's like, they're always screaming freedom. But when other people say, Hey, I want to do this. They're like, Whoa, you can't yeah. do that. It's like, what? I thought you're yeah. supposed to be all for freedom and shit. Yeah. If there were like other, like other options of like, I mean, like I totally agree. Like once you get to a size of Thea Vaughn, he could just have a Patreon and just be like, all my shit's on my Patreon or yeah. like all my shit's hosted on, like, I don't know, like, his website. I just think it's just you miss out on, like, the casual. You miss, like, at a, cer- at a certain point, if you lose YouTube and stuff like that, I just think it's really tough to build your audience bigger than what you currently have it. Because it's like a lot of people, there's a lot of people I've just stumbled upon on YouTube because of recommended videos from other stand-up comics that I've clicked on and stuff like that. Yeah, but I guess that's that's true. It's just like I feel like you don't need it. It's just like uh, yeah, yeah, get a Patreon. I, eventually, I think it, it's all gonna be like that, man. Uh, if it's if it's free, it's gonna have to be G or I I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I, did you see? Did you see Trump was trying to start his own social media yeah. truth? Even the name alone, it's like how honestly, dude. I'm I'm so sick of being nice to these people. How fucking dumb. Do you have to be to fall for this guy's social media platform? The name is called Truth Social. Yeah, it's all yeah, a lie. Like even yeah. just the name alone. Yeah, I will not be getting a Truth Social. I just fuck. Oh, it. dude, it already got hacked. <laughs> it was. I think uh, something went live for a couple of hours, and it, it had already got hacked. Because I was like, man, this is gonna be crazy. This dude's basically creating his own social media network and dude, and i'll say this we and we, i gotta move on from this shit but i just think about it so much it's just like all those all the things that these folks say that people on the left do they listen to celebrities they want to live in their bubble yeah it's like you're doing exactly what you're yeah blaming and I saying mean, other people are doing dude yeah i mean i'm i'm a i'm a firm i'm i definitely believe that that the people that are on the far right and then they're like there's a lot of people on the left that are doing the exact same it's thing as same each other shit. it's, and it's really and it's really frustrating because it's like it's i don't know man and just because the left in general has better views than the right it doesn't absolve them of doing shitty annoying things oh yeah but, i mean I, I'll, I'll say this they think they have better views because yeah. they, they, they that's the thing they think they and 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 dude this that's, that's what kills me too it's just like the right it's like you claim to be this these loving Christian people. And it's like, why are you letting these godless uh, heathens that you call them, you know, these people who don't believe in religion, yeah. why are you letting these people be the ones who are accepting of people who are downtrodden and downtrodden and apparently the, the like outcasts of society, yeah. trans people, gay people, minorities. It's like, why are, are the godless people, the people who say there is no God, the religion is, is phony, you know, Jesus is phony and all this kind of stuff. Why are you letting these people who say this actually exhibit the qualities and person and personality traits that you as a Christian are supposed to exhibit and display? Yeah, I agree. It's weird. So I'll ask you this because this is like kind of moving on. Do you think white people have culture? Or are you in the group of like people that are just like white people don't have culture? What, what does that mean? I, I I agree. There's just when some people are like, like, cause, uh, you'll see videos of like multicultural centers or whatever. And obviously I know they're not made for white people, but a white person will go in or something. And then like, you'll see the videos where they're just getting yelled at by people like, you got to get out of here. You don't have culture. Like, that's just like, that's a common talking point um, is that white people don't have culture. And I don't really know what to think of it because I'm not educated enough on it. 
but it's like because when I think white culture, I think Starbucks and brunch and like honestly, man, <laughs> I don't really think there's. I think there's an American culture. Yeah, and it's it, it's very um it's. It's very indicative of of how we live. I think our culture is very um, it's very bubblegum. It's very throwaway. Yeah. And I, I think again, it, it it really boils down to politics. I think that um, like country music to me is white culture. Yeah, bluegrass. That's like, white like, culture. Yeah, they well, they yeah, they think like um, like uh, running across the street playing baseball during the 4th of July as fireworks are going off and there's a soap race derby. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who fantasize. They feel like that's, that's a white American culture. Apple yeah. pie on the, uh, yeah. on the, uh, on the windowsill. It's just like people just have this fantasy idea of, of what America is. And it's, it's weird, man. It's, it's yeah. just this childhood fantasy. When you really think about it, it's just like, I want America to be this. It's like, dude, you're talking about a time of your life where you were you had no responsibility. You didn't know what was going on. It's just like you're fantasizing and you want the world to be what it was like when you were a child. Yeah. It's like grow the fuck up. That's not what it is. Like I'll, I'll see videos of like some I, I saw a video a while back. Some black chick, she gets up at a Perkins or something and she starts singing the national anthem. And like all these people are like, this is the America I know. I'm like, that is not the America that that's not real that's yeah. one person at a fucking perkins in missouri but that's not america man yeah it's not it's not america but it's, i just think that that's interesting because it's like when i say black culture black american like we are well aware of what that is you know what i mean like when i say that i think we we know what that is i mean if if that's the case then yeah i mean white people would have culture it's just but, everything that yeah yeah, but they always say like white people don't. All they do is take other people's culture. <laughs> it's just, it's just an interesting thing yeah, that I don't know a lot about, about. They're talking about um, like trends and all that kind of shit. I mean, I will say like I I do notice that though. Like, like, like white dudes like say like okay like when I was in the military, we would have these events where we would wear civilian clothes. Yeah. And it was always I think I might have talked about this uh, before, but it was always a thing. And it was something that I noticed very, very early in my career. I I got dressed up, quote unquote, one time. for like for the first one of the first events, uh, or like a uh, it was like a like a barbecue or some type of like a morale yeah. event we had. And all these older white NCOs and officers um just start nitpicking my outfit. Oh, how much did this cost? Where'd you get the chain from? What does this mean? I mean, just breaking down every sit, just criticizing. Why don't you take this sticker off? Why does this have this? What? Why are your pants so baggy? Um, can you? Why are your shoes this way? Uh, you know. It, it, and I was like, you know what? They can't wait to see us in civilian clothes so they can start interrogating us on our clothing from head to toe. So from that point on, I just stopped wearing. I just I, shorts, t-shirt, and Damn. like slides, no more. <laughs> yep, it's like yo, stop asking me questions about my clothes. They don't, they don't mean shit, man. Yeah, I'm it's sure. Like, mind, yeah. mind your business. <laughs> that's something that that's a trigger. That's a trigger for me, man. I do not like uh, to be. I don't like white people asking me about my clothes. Damn, that's crazy. I don't. That's wild. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a weird thing for us, man. Because <clears throat> even as parents, 
when it comes to his schooling and shit. They'll always have something to say about Miles' clothes and how he dresses. Really? Yep. See, I, I, man, I guess I didn't really understand because I felt like we're now at the point where just like, no, that's crazy to me. There's a stereotype that black people send their kids to school all dressed up, $200 Jordans, $500 jackets, just expensive clothes, and they don't learn shit. It's just all about clothes, and you got a Damn. cell phone. Well, I knew it was like, I knew the, I knew the stereotype of being all about, uh, all about clothes and, and and you know looking looking nice in general and like don't step on the shoes and all all these like it's like I, I get all those I just I guess I didn't understand that it it, it ex- expanded to the point of where it's like a a young uh, child wearing nice clothes at school yeah, is, is assumed get, to not be getting educated. Yep, if you yep if you dress too nice, that means you don't care about their education. But see, that's, that's, that's unreal. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, the double edged sword. It's just like. I mean, dude, I see some how some of these kids at my son's school go to dress to school. I mean, high water sweatpants, the socks are met, dirty. Yeah, shoes. look like shit. They look like shit. But no one, no one questions those kids' uh, parents' ability to, uh, or um, not their ability, but their um, dedication to their kids' education at all. Yeah. But and here's the thing about being black: if you dress too nice. Just superficial. You don't care about education. All you care about is your kid looking good. You're spending all this money. Um, now it gets even deeper when you're talking about. Uh, let me let me sit back. That's all you care about is how they look. You don't really care about the substance. You care about what goes on and not what's in in, in your child. They, they they'll say yeah. that shit. Now when you're talking about going to inner city schools, oh yeah. Now you're like, oh, all these kids are on free lunch, but yep. they all have on Jordans. Or like, oh, they're getting free lunch, but they have a cell phone. They got free lunch, but they got on this $500 jacket. They got this Canadian goose down jacket. That's $1,000, but they get free lunch. I mean, they start to analyze every single little yeah. fucking thing that you have or don't have, you know, and somehow it's all correlated together. Like, oh, if you have a nice jacket and nice clothes and you can't, you can't, and you struggle in school, therefore your, your family is all about clothes and looks and they don't care about education. Yeah, but he, but here's the thing. Now, as a black man, black people, as adults, we cannot go out looking like shit. No, you can't. We cannot. Because if we do, people think we're homeless. We're here to steal. We're here to do something. We don't belong there. That's why black people are very conscious of how we of our, of our out, outward appearance. Yeah. We know we physically have to be on point. That's why you see brothers wearing these suits getting our hair cut all the time, keeping yeah. our shoes and shit clean because we know every little thing is used against us. Well, hey, you know, you could have got the job, but, you know, your, your suit was a little wrinkled or your shoes weren't shined. Okay, so we're going to come with all that. That's why we looked at the way we do. That's why we dress our kids that the, the way we do because we know that we are judged by our outward, our outward appearance. And yeah. if, it's, if, it's, if it's too much, where'd you get the money? If it's not Damn. enough, you're poor. So what the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So yeah, the I, only it's, the only clothing thing I I never understood was the sticker on the hats, and that took me a long time to. Yeah, yeah that 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 was the only one where I was like, I don't fucking get it. But it's like, and it, but that had nothing to do with the style. It's just like, man, it's like I that I, it, that that was a thing that that is the only clothing thing that i never because i liked flat brim ca- caps a lot but i could not stand leaving the sticker on it felt so fucking weird 
Yeah, that's just the hey, I'm fresh. I just got this shit. Yeah, that's all which, it is. And, it, I just and you know, this. yep. And that's what I that's what I took it as. It's like I got older and understood it. But at first, I was like 14 or 15, and I was wearing like St. Louis flat brim caps all the time. I used to wear hats all the time. And then just would see like uh like a couple of my black friends still got the sticker on it and I was like the fuck is I was like I fucking don't get it dude even with the flat the flat bill hat dude bend your hat bend your hat why is your uh, hat like un- that that's unreal why is your hat and this dude these are the same people these same anti vaxxers think for yourself why do you want to be like everybody else they want you to bend your hat so that you, yeah. so you don't stand out yeah no no I agree they uh but it's and because that's the thing where it's like also like if you were a white kid that did anything uh that wasn't the way white people are supposed to dress in right. quotes you would get cuz i got the why don't you bend your like bend your cap thing like and i had someone dude like i had someone just bend my cap for me when i and i was fucking i've had people do that too i was like, what fur- are you doing i was furious yeah. and the, dude those are the same my property people did they get so mad they get that's what's funny about those island boy guys It makes white people so mad, (laughs) so fucking mad to see to see it. But yeah, man, it's just this it's this little shit like that that we that we have to put up with. And what makes us what's funny to us is like like you were saying with the flat bill hats and and any and everything that we do. White people talk shit about it, and then two or three years later, here you go doing the shit. Yeah, man, I remember like when I first saw the flat brim caps, I just thought they looked really crisp and really clean. And I just didn't like how the the one like the ones that are when the bins brand, I just the it just doesn't look I didn't think it looked good on me. And the flat brim, I was like, these are dope. I like these. But man, I really fucked the I, I bought it and I I the first one I had, I remember wearing it and then I saw someone that had their sticker still on and I was like, fuck, was I like not supposed to? to take the sticker off like what does it what does it mean that i took the sticker off <laughs> yeah man just little shit like that it's just it was two decades of, of hearing people just nitpick you literally from from head to toe head to toe why is your hair cut like that why is this why do you have that are you gonna like uh, like dude, when i went when, when i went home uh, a couple months ago uh, about a year ago are you gonna cut your hair man it's getting a little long there you you're starting to look like these guys with why do you care if i cut my hair bro why? <laughs> why? Why are you growing those dreads? Because I fucking want to. Yeah. Again, these are all these are all the I love freedom. Seventeen seventy six. Don't tread on me. I can do what I want to do. I won't comply. But the moment you're not like uh, fitting into a box for them, they lose their mind. They yeah. want to know why, why, why. But the moment you question them, hey man, this is America. I can do what I want to do. Do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. But I'm supposed to sit here and listen to their fucking, you know, their interrogations of, of why I'm dressed the way that I'm dressed. <laughs> and, and dude, because some some people, you you, I don't think you've ever seen me really go off on people like that, man. But I can be really fucking mean to people in public. I like think the that, only time I've ever, I I think there's been there's one time I made you really mad. The mumble and, thing, yeah, and you felt that was, that's more of a personal thing. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like that's the that's the angriest I've ever seen you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had known you for may, like not even a year yet, and I was it was like a Christmas show at Fellini's upstairs. <laughs> I have a fucking Christmas sweater on, and Chris is screaming at me. 
because I called him fucking Mushmouth from uh, Fat Albert. And you're like, you're like, don't you ever fucking say anything. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's a, a soft spot for me, man. Yeah, I, and I get voice. it. I was like, damn, dude, you're dude. <laughs> so, like around people I don't really know, I, I'm I have to really slow myself down to be very uh, cognizant of how I speak. But like, the more comfortable I get around people. I just yeah. forget and I, yeah, it I doesn't go matter. mumble and fucking say, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, my bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I, did, I didn't like that. <laughs> you did not, dude. But, You're so angry. Dude, I'm so sorry. I feel like we just kind of like, just kind of went off on a tangent about yeah, all this talking. shit. But I know, but dude, so, all right. So we digress for about 40 minutes. <laughs> so sometimes we try to outprice us, outprice ourselves Yes. Out, so we don't have to do these awful gigs. Yeah. Unfortunately, it bit Winston in the ass this past yeah, weekend, it, and it you you basically me. do a show for some some uh, Romanian immigrant mobsters or some shit. Yeah, it, dude, they were all. What like, happened? All right, all right. So I show up and like his house is really. Quick nice. question: What are we in Maryland? Uh, we're in DC? Maryland. Okay, we're in Maryland, like Bethesda and or somewhere. Cro- Crofton. I don't even fucking know anything. It's like it's like a. It's like 50 minutes from my house. Yeah. So I drive. And just so y'all know, real quick, let's set it up. Typically, these areas outside of Maryland, in Maryland, outside of D.C., like Bethesda and stuff, really fucking nice. Yeah, We're talking nice. like brick homes with ivy leaves growing on them. I'm talking about, we're talking like uh, like a three-bedroom house that would probably yeah. cost seven, $800,000. And this one was like, a million. this is like, this was the suburbs. Like this is like I am in a like the type of thing where like the neighborhood has a name and I turned into some whatever the fucking name of the neighborhood is. And I'm just seeing all these like really beautiful. It's just like pretty two story homes that all look the same. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like it's like, oh, they're all they're not brick, but they're all really you can tell they're expensive and nice. Like this is a yeah. community of houses. It, is this one where like even like a new Camry? It's like, oh, these people might be poor. That's the vibe I got, dude. Yeah. Like I like it's just like and you know, and it's just like upper middle class, lower high class. Like I'm like, okay, so we I get to this house, it's a two story house, their garage is open, and like you can just see it and and here's how I know it's a nice place. The garage is clean. Like they actually use their garage to put their oh, fucking yeah. cars. They in don't. It. <laughs> they don't. They don't fix shit in there. It's got nope. like that. Yeah. Nothing at all. It is their garage is for putting cars in it. Yeah. That's it. That's all they use their garage for. And I knock on the door and they let me in. And the first thing I see is like a fourteen-year-old kid, who it's a it's a kid's birthday party, eighteen-year-old birthday party. But I guess I see uh, this fourteen-year-old kid that's got like his shirt is off. He has like a skirt on. And bunny ears, and he's going as like a playmate or like a femboy for Halloween. And I literally was just like, I I just knew, man. I knew. I was like, hey, where's and I said the lady's name. Where is she? And I met her. Everyone is incredibly nice. Like it's not even that anyone's rude. Everyone's really nice. And but I can tell fucking nobody wants this show. Nobody. No, like I don't know if the kid asked for it or if the mom just thought it'd be cool because she knows her son maybe likes comedy. So I go out to the car, I call you, and I'm just like laughing at how bad this is gonna go. And I just start to set up my PA. That's the thing, dude. You have to set up your own shit, dude. Setting up my PA and like 
taking a corner of the room away and just kind of sitting because it's like everyone's uh. talking in Romanian and like they're having a good time and I don't want to interrupt the party. A couple people come up and talk to me and everyone's very not everyone's very nice. But I have been doing stand up long enough to know this is not going to go like it, it's like you just know you can read the energy in the room like there is going to be a cultural barrier when most of the adults are literally like Romanian immigrants and they're talking to each other in Romanian and everyone's very nice. They are not going to fuck with my comedy. I'm my comedy is not for them. It is. <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I'm for a, a, a Soviet comic. Yeah, I'm for a lot of people. Like I am for a lot of people. I'm yeah. not for Eastern Europeans. <laughs> That's it. I'm not for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I fuck, dude. I would have done better, dude. I would have. Did you eat? I couldn't eat, dude. Dude, here's what they had for the birthday party. They had fucking like sushi and like all this other shit laid out. And I was like, I was like, fucking man. Like I'm from a place where it's like the birthday dinner's like dips. Dips, and like meatballs, wings, meatballs. wings, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, pigs in a blanket. Platter. Yeah. yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe your dad's been at the grill all day and we got burgers and hot dogs. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Or, you know, the spe- the party and the other party favorite pizzas. That's pizzas. It. Yeah. Somebody ordered wings from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 my party thing. Bags of chips. Like, that's what I'm used to. And this is like fucking. Uh, I'm so dumb. I can't even think of the 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 char- charcuterie boards and so- sushi and like shrimp and like all this shit. It's unreal. It's unreal. There's there's yeah. there's alcohol out. Like like everybody's drinking. Like even the kids. Everybody is drinking. Damn, <laughs> dude. Like these are the cool. But it's like you know, it's a different cultural thing. They're all Romanian, where people. Right. Fucking drink when they're ten because they got to fucking go to the factory and work or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, when you got a dictator, you like fuck yeah, you're, it out. You're I'll ten. Start you, off with a, yeah, I'll start yeah. off with a couple of shots of vodka. Fuck yeah, it. you're ten and you come home to your family, uh, your wife and kids at ten yeah. and you drink <laughs> after a long day's work. <laughs> yeah, and the mines of whatever fucking mineral your country has and and it, but it, I can't I I can't stand enough that it's like this is a beautiful house. All the people in there are, are like beautiful. All the women are beautiful. Like all the all the Romanian mothers, very attractive. Everyone is so nice and so kind. I just picture like I would have, dude. Do you know how badly I wish this was a party for like Ugandans? Like, do you understand? Like, just literally anything other than like just Eastern Europeans. Anything, man. I felt like I would have had something to fucking work with. And I just went up and just like I had it set up and it got pushed back a little bit. And they're like, hey, is it okay if we start? We're waiting on people. And I'm just like, yep, we can start whenever. You know what I'm saying? You push it back. Let's just go. And then they finally get it started. All right. Can I ask you this? Did they give you a hose? Did they bring you up or what? No. Oh, man. (laughs) Dude, they have people come in to sit for the show and it is chaos. Everyone's having conversations. Everyone's talking really loudly. Like. I have to just grab the microphone and be, hey, what's up? Everyone having a good time? Let's give it up for the birthday boy. And everybody claps. And as soon as they're done clapping, everyone just goes back to their conversations. It's it. I try to do a little crowd work. Um, It's doing okay. Dude, I am, like, just trying to build some sort of momentum. And it is – and I got to do 45 minutes. I have to do 45 minutes. And it's like the room in the back is all parents. They're not fucking paying attention at all. 
There's some kids back there that are like this kid's high school friends. So the way that it's set up is like I'm in one room. You know how like there's like it's it's like kind of an open floor plan. So it's like I'm in one room and then the doorway is really big and open so the people in the other room can look so, all in. Right, so you're just in another room, but there's like a walkway. Uh, like there's there, a, Yeah, so yeah, I can okay. see all the people because there's like banister, like the there's a banister holding up the other thing. So like I can see everybody. Uh, like if you knock down these banisters, it would be like one giant rectangular room. So there's yeah. like 10 people in my room with me with two children. And when I say children, it's like a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And they're telling me you can talk and say whatever you want. I'm still uncomfortable doing that. I, I, I they don't speak English. Yeah, no, they fucking do. They speak they speak great fucking English. It's un, unreal how amazingly their Romanian and English were. And in the other room, <laughs> it's all the fucking parents are just still talking and having like because they're having the type of conversations where it's like, okay, this is for the kids. Let's talk. And so they start going, and then they start. Then I just walk all the parents. I, they're like, we're going to go outside and drink. I walk all them. So it's just me and some kids and a couple parents. And after, and God, and the problem is they weren't even like being mean. It's like, it, that's what's so hard is it's like, it's very hard to conduct a room where like, if this was a normal comedy club, it's the type of audience where you could just be like, are you guys going to shut the fuck up and get a laugh? You know what I'm saying? But I can't, I'm not telling a 14 year old to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm not doing that at his brother's birthday in their, like house. At, yeah. in their house where their parents are there. I'm not doing that because I'm trying to get paid and I'm trying to get a good fucking review on this goddamn website. So like I'm so I'm doing it and after every line of the joke, every line they had something to say. Not every punchline, every line where I would be like so I walked into my classroom. One of my students, Jeremy, drew a teardrop tattoo under his eye. Why would he do that? And I say the next line. Oh, that's why he did it. I didn't know. And then I did the punchline. They're like, how is Jeremy doing? And it's like, what are, you, what are we doing? Like, what is what, what part of this seems like? Oh, man, this is, this is awful, man. 45 minutes of loud, chaotic conversations, grasping at straws, where I, like, I, I would get some laughs with some jokes. Crowd work wouldn't do great, but it would just be like, we're just going boom, boom. And then at th this bitch, dude, this, when this Fitbit vibrated the first time and I was at my like 40 minute mark and I was like, boom, I was like, here's how we're going to close it. Birthday boy, pick, I'm going to give you two options for a joke. Pick a joke. He picks a joke. I go into it. I do the first joke. I'm doing my joke about professional women. And I go, yeah, I went on a date with this woman. She told me she made over six figures. And I do the punchline or whatever where it's the reveal. Right. I'm like, oh, I can, you know. The, and this girl in the back goes, why didn't you stay with her? And I, and that was it. That was all it. That's all, dude. That's all she wrote. I had finally was once the, because I'm like, I'm landing the plane. And it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the plane right into the two towers, brother. I don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'm going in. So I'm like, I'm like, well, here it goes. And so yeah. I just go, boom. And I go, I go, if you would let me finish the goddamn fucking joke, maybe you'd know why I didn't stay with her. And then that gets a laugh. And now everybody's talking at me saying like, yeah, well, like if you stayed with her, you could still do comedy. Like she could take care of you. I'm like, and then I was just got real. I was like, who the fuck wants that? I was like, who wants that type of sad, simp lifestyle where you're like, fucking not doing your own stuff and it's just like 
Like, and this girl, she, earlier she had said she was in community college. And I was like, you don't get to fucking talk to me. You don't even have a real degree. Like, what is, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was, like, when you, I was like, when you get into a real school, you can heckle me. And she goes, well, I'm almost in one. I'm like, almost doesn't fucking cut it. I'm not going to be here when you finally get into your school and have to drop out. Like, it's not going <laughs> to. So that's getting laughs. And then, and then this bad boy vibrates at 45. And I have not finished the joke. And I go, because somebody, I can't remember what it was. Someone said something very rude. I don't know what it was, but it was just, I, it was the type of thing where like when someone says something and you're like, you know, if I stay on stage any longer, like I'm probably going to get my feelings actually hurt because it was just the type of disrespectful thing from a child where it's just like, oh, you don't respect me at all. And you think it's a joke what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like that type of comment. Yeah. And so I, I had hit my 45 minutes and I go, you know what, guys? Um, that's the show. Uh, thank you so much. Happy birthday. And then the people that wanted to hear it were like, someone was like, but I want to hear the rest of the joke. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. The show's over. <laughs> that's great i don't know what to tell you man they pay me for 45 minutes yeah they're like they're like can you do it as an encore and i was like i, I didn't get paid for an encore <laughs> yeah dude get up out of there and so i started unpacking dude here's how a guy that enjoyed the show as soon as i hung it up handed me a shot like literally was like you need this wow and i did it and the girl who like yelled the thing the community college she came up she was like oh that was great and i looked at her because i couldn't lie don't you anymore. hate that i couldn't lie anymore like I might get a bad review on this show because in the moment she she came up and goes, oh, man, that was great. And I looked at her in the eyes and I was like, this was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. She's like, oh, really? I'm like, I'm like, this was horrendous. I was like, you guys were so rude because uh, you've seen me do that before. It's very rare that I do that. Do you remember when we did that show in Harrisonburg oh, and yeah. that guy kept heckling us and he tried to dap us up afterwards? And I was like, I'm not OK with this. Yeah. Like, and, and it is very rare for it to happen. But that happened and I packed everything up and then I took a few minutes to calm down. I had a couple glasses of water and um, like one of the one of the people that came up to dap me that was cool the whole show. And they were like, oh, that was great. I was like, I was like, I, was, I said, it was kind of rough. I feel I feel pretty bad about it. They, they thought they had made me so angry. That, sh that apparently they followed me afterwards on Instagram and I went to their story and they had made a story of like where telling the story of how she she's like, we made the comedian mad. And like, oh, that's that person. Yeah. And so that's they came, hilarious. Yeah. Dude. And and, and they kept like, we made the comedian. Mad. And the whole video is her being like, so I go up to him and I'm like, oh, you did a great job. And and to be fair, she does a very good impression of me. Um, uh, it was very funny because she goes, she goes, I go up to him and I'm like, hey, like it was a great job. And he just goes, nope, that's it. I've uh, I've done my contractually obligated amount of time. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> which, which i did not say that but i was absolutely thinking it but the thing was it was like afterwards i was like oh everyone had fun i'm mm -hmm. the only person that didn't have a good time yeah which is like oh shit it was yeah i'm getting ready to hop well, no no, no it's, it's, it's they just started out it's fine yeah so it's like i i i'm the only person not having a good time and i just realized <sighs> like that's you know what sometimes that's okay and I, I went to the birthday boy and I was like, hey, I want to let you know, like, I am sorry I didn't finish that joke. I said, but I had hit my amount of time. And I said, I've been doing comedy long enough to realize I felt like everybody just wanted to keep drinking and hanging out. I was like, I just felt like it was done. And I said, so it wasn't you two because it wasn't the birthday boy. They were great. The birthday boy loved the show. It was just the type of thing where it's like I was having no fun at all. Yeah, really. You got to. And the thing is, you got to go before it takes before it takes over. Yes. And you lose your shit. 
you yeah. know what I mean? And 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 it's it was like, just, I'm done, man. Yeah. yeah. And so they were really cool. And I was like, if you like that joke, I was like, you can follow my social media. And I said that joke is out there. It's like I'll yeah. send it to you. And, Damn. Yeah. And it was. And then afterwards, I'm leaving, and like the person that made the Instagram story before they met, before I said goodbye, I was like, hey, like we thought you were great. I was like, I was like, yes. And they were like, they're like, sorry for harassing you. I was like, yes, it was kind of rough. They're like, is that the worst show ever? And it, I had to think, and I was like, not even top thirty. Not even close. Yeah. yeah not even. Not close. even fucking close. And and a lot like, of that. What? Yeah. A lot of that is because it's like you're literally it's an away game. Yeah. Like no matter no matter where you are, unless it's like your very, very first time and there's other shit going on. But for the most part, most comics feel at home at comedy clubs. Yeah. For the most part. But when you're doing it outside of a comedy club, a private gig, you don't really feel like you have the backing to kind of protect yourself sometimes. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, and I told them, I was like, hey, it's like, uh, and they were cool. They were like, oh, so what's some of your worst gigs? So I told them a couple of my worst gigs. And so they two followed me. And then the 14, the shirtless 14 year, because I made a joke. I said, I walked into the show and I said, I saw a 14 year old without his shirt off. And I was like, holy shit, I'm doing a show at Epstein's Island. And <laughs> and he was like, he's like, I like the Epstein joke. And they were cool and they were nice. And I hope yeah. they give me, I hope they give me a good review. I'm very worried because that one woman came up and I could not control myself. And I was like, it was miserable. It was horrible. Yeah. But it's that's, if that if that tough, happens, man. it happens. I'll contest the review. But I did my time before I left. I asked the lady who booked me and the guy. I said, "Did you enjoy that? Was that what you wanted?" And they were like, "They're like that was great." So all in all, everyone enjoyed it. It just was like it. It's the type of show. Have you ever been on stage and then afterwards everyone says they had a good time? But yeah, like you're, you're like, like, you're, like, you're like how how yeah. how did you have fun? This if I was watching this show. I'd be like, this show fucking sucks. Yeah. But everyone was nice and cool. I wish they hadn't been because it would have been easier to get angry. But right. yeah, I'm going to price myself a little bit higher, I think, for the next. <laughs> you got to, man, for the next Romanian birthday. Yeah. Someone someone asked me, would I go back and do another show for them, what it, what they would do? And I said $5,000. Yeah. I said I would do that for five grand, and they were like, "What if they countered with with twenty five hundred? And I was like, "I'd probably take that too." I would do it. <laughs> Classic comic. Oh man, what if they counter with half? Yeah, they're Absolutely. great. So if they're listening, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, it wasn't as it it felt bad in the moment because I here's what it is, and this will be the last thing I say about it. I felt like I wasn't being funny. Right, I know that feeling where that's what they're it having is. a good time, but you don't feel like you're on your p's and q's, and, and yep. yeah. I feel but, like that. Man. I feel like they're having fun in spite of how funny I, of how unfunny I am. Right. And I think that's what it was. It's my own insecurity of not thinking I'm a I'm a very good comic and I'm a comic that usually thrives in pretty difficult situations. It's the home thing, man. Yeah, and it was just tough, man. It was just really I was it was an away game and they yeah. were running the score up on me early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just know like, you know what? This will be over. I got to get my pay and to get out of here, man. 45 is so fucking long. It is, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, that's a uh, that's the that's the story that's it, for the, the for Romanian the most part. birthday party. Yeah, but thank but, you, thank you yeah. for having me, guys. I do appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's it, everybody. We finally heard it. That was I had no idea. First of all, I had no idea that was a a, a young lady in that picture. I thought it was oh, yeah. uh, a, a a young Romanian gangster's uh, son. <laughs> no, a young lady, very nice. Uh, she was cool. Just uh. Her and there was another like lady who was like twenty something that were like dope where they they followed me and were like hey let us know if you're in Baltimore doing shows and I was like absolutely where it's like there there were people that did enjoy it but it was like fifty people eight people actually enjoyed the comedy I think ten people just kind of like the chaos and the rest people were just kind of indifferent so it was just oh, like God. I That's felt tough. like I was I felt like I was ruining the party by how unfunny I was doing and then I yeah. realized 
my portion. It's my own self involvement of where I'm like, oh, this is the most important part of the party. I was the least important part. Right. Of that's just, yeah. You got to realize they're not. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what that's what bothers us. It's like, yo, no one wants to see us. So therefore, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's not like I'm a DJ and I can just play music. I'm talking to a bunch of people who don't want me talking to them. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and like, yeah. there were definitely people that were sitting because the birthday boy was sitting. And I had, and this type of thing where like my good lines weren't getting laughs and then the bad lines would work okay. And it was just like, I just couldn't get a, a read on it. Yeah, so. that sucks, man. But I did Oof. my fucking time. And if anyone asked me, I fucking killed. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got, I hope they give me a five star review. I'll fucking lose my shit if I get on there and they're like, he was amazing. <laughs> they have to, man. Putting up with all that shit, they have to. Yeah. But uh, all right, I got to get to a parent-teacher conference. Woo. Make sure you guys follow us on all all things social media, at Chris Allen Comedy and... At Winston H. Comedy. And my album comes out this Friday. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. November, November 12th. Uh, come hang at the Next show. Next Friday, at man. Well, no, because this will be out Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this will be... So this, so this Friday, November 12th, 8 p.m., Cafe St. X, record label release party, record we'll show. Be there. Hanging out. I'll See you later. There, man. All right, man. Peace, man. Thanks, man. Ooh. See y'all. Right, oh, make later. sure you guys check out our live host battle show, December fifteenth, DC Comedy Loft. Tickets on sale now. Check it out. The link for the tickets should be in the description for this video, Beautiful. like it is for the last one. All right, guys, we out of here. Peace. Peace.